welcome to the People Purpose Podcast, the show that explores all the ins and outs of the challenges and opportunities HR, people managers, and all people face at work every day. My name is Julie Devlin, and I am here with my friend, my colleague, my esteemed pink shirt wearing. It's technically orange, by the way. You awesome. just can't tell. <laughs> Embrace it. It's pink. Um, oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. Uh, Ch- Chaz Fields. Chaz. Hey, y'all. Chaz here. Uh, hey, Jules. How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm doing hey, all Jules. right. Tell me something good. Uh, well, uh, you notice I'm in a, a different, uh, have a different background today, right? And I didn't move, Chaz. Um, however, I would have known. I would have known. Yeah, yeah, I would have told you maybe. I am in a place that I've never been before. And I am in a place that's one of the most beautiful places I've ever been to. Mm. And I'm in Maine. Um, I'm, I'm at, I'm in a resort at Maine, uh, for an HR conference speaking and I'm right on the water and it's absolutely gorgeous here. Um, so well, have you ever been to Maine, Chaz? Yeah. Remember, Julie, you know. Oh yeah. You, you, I, you talked about this on the episode. Like I did. I took my wife Chaz, there my memory is horrible. I know it is. I know. <laughs> Go get some rest, Jules. You're trying. I can't remember what I had I for breakfast most days, Chaz. Uh, it's because you don't eat breakfast, Julie. <laughs> I know. But, but that's my something good. My something good is that I'm, I have another state that I have, I've checked off my bucket list here. I love so. that for you. It's so fun. Well, get out and drive around because it's, it is a gorgeous, gorgeous state just in general. Um, but for me, something good. I actually have two. Uh, this morning we did a charity event. My wife and I, we played in a golf tournament that was a charity event, which was awesome. Uh, so we got some quality time together and we played pretty well. Uh, the other one is actually something a lot simpler. I got a standing mat for, so I have a stand up desk for those of you listening. And, and you'll know if you've ever seen me present virtually, that's not the podcast. I usually stand, right? Uh, but <laughs> I've never had a standing pad. And Julie, what a game changer. Like yeah. I, I'm now at the age where a standing mat for my standing desk is, is a super highlight of, of my life now. So, wow. I've come a long way. <laughs> doesn't doesn't take much, Chaz, no, does it? it no. <laughs> it's the simple thing. That's where we uh, are, folks. That's where we are. Thank you for listening to our podcast. All right. Yeah. <laughs> the episode. Um, so, no, yeah. not why we're here. Go ahead, Jules. Yeah. I mean, Chaz, uh, we're going to start uh, the, the episode today uh, just talking about what we normally talk about um, first, which is the business stat of the day. And mm-hmm. um, we have to thank our colleague, uh, Karina. Uh, Karina Madison for for helping us. Um, She's a this, research queen. I'm telling. Yeah, you. yeah. With this stat, um, so check this out. According to Work Vivo, ninety eight percent. I want you to hear that again, Chaz. Ninety eight percent of U.S. Mm-hmm. and U.K. HR professionals surveyed said they have felt burned out at work at some point during the past six months, and seventy eight percent are open to leaving their jobs. Wow. Yeah. So we're first up, it's 2% less than a hundred, which is everybody. <laughs> You're really good at math. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm here all day. I know that's really interesting because I think about what, so what, what did the 2% have, right? Like what, what have the 2%, maybe those 2% and I don't know the study well enough, but did the 2% recently leave their job? Right. Um, mm-hmm. So that, that could be an interesting take. Uh, also it, it doesn't, necessarily surprise me because we've had the ebb and flow of, of COVID and what it's done. And 
I still think, Julie, we're, we're dealing with this expectation. A lot of us still are trying to work through that things are just going to go back to the way that they were. I was doing a talk last week um, in Las Vegas, and I had several people mention to me, like, yeah, like it's just going to go back to the way that it was. And I was like, y'all, like, I appreciate you sitting down and talking with me but it's not, like, it's yeah. just not so, <laughs> yeah. from, from my experience. What do you think, Jules? No, it's not going to go back to the way that it once was. Yeah. Um, we're living in a different reality now. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I don't think any of us have ever expected in our lives. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and gosh, I hope that we never have to deal with something like this again. Sure. I, I think, I think all of us um, would, well, many would agree that yeah. when it comes to the collective society or the world in general, this has yeah. been the biggest disruptor, um, you know, since probably 9-11, right? I mean, sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, or um, 2009 when the stock market crashed, that was, that that was pretty, that was pretty tough too. I also think from this work Vivo stat, 78% are opening to leave their jobs. I think internally for me and thinking about, people in in the workforce like what a, what a time to be a recruiter right <laughs> what a, what a time to like go and attack the market you know what i mean it's like hey interested in leaving sure come on over you know what yeah, i mean like yeah, yeah. and it, it, it's 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 going back to some of that collective packaging when it comes to to what we talked about like culture and impact but also pay comp you know etc that if 78% are opening to leave their jobs Mm-hmm. Um, man, uh, if you want to get aggressive recruiters, I think now is, now is beyond the time. If, if you're really hurting for some of those positions to be filled. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, we've talked about it before the balance of power has shifted from yeah. the employer to the employee. Yeah. Um, so that makes it all the more important that we recognize things like mm-hmm. signs of burnout and mm-hmm. we uh, make people aware of what burnout is, which is a whole other conversation, Chaz. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got to write that one down. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, you know, I think that um, when we when we look at that seventy eight percent open to leaving their jobs, mm-hmm. we need to look at the whys behind that. Um, sure. And and that's those are always the billion dollar questions, right? Sure. Why? And there, um, and and here's the cool part about it too is sometimes people just need a change. Right. Sure. Like that's, that's cool. That's something we often, it, between you and me, Julie, that, that we often miss. And we talk about the things we talk about, but there are those people don't feel bad if you need a change. Like, yeah, that's okay. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that we're saying, you know, <laughs> yeah. everybody should just, everybody's just going to leave because your, your place of employment's horrible. Right. Right. right yeah. Absolutely. People, people yeah. leave jobs all the time. I mean, That's if you right. look on your LinkedIn feed, you could see all, all the people taking new jobs. Actually, I've been yeah. seeing that a lot more. I have too. I have too. Um, recently. It's been really, really interesting. I don't know if it's time of year or what it is, but, know. um, you know, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I think that, um, we're in obviously interesting times here. Um, sure. That's just put it lightly. Yeah. Okay. So um, that being said, it's awesome with the business stat of the day, but here's what I want to do, Julie. So um, actually we were texting about this and and it was interesting when the way that this came out. So today's episode is going to be focused on um, motivation, 
right? Motivation yeah. when you need it based on the stat, based on burnout, based on uh, the power and shift to change. Sometimes we just need a little motivation, Jules. And yeah. uh, we were actually asked about this to say, you know, could you just talk about from your perspective, a personal perspective, but also uh, generally speaking, how do you, how do you stay motivated when you need it most? Right. right? When you're, when you're feeling burnout. Yeah. Yeah. How do you stay motivated when you need it most, whether it's burnout or uh, you're just tired, right? Mm -hmm. And, and, and you're just on this continuous outpouring and you're not filling your own cup back up. And um, so the first one, Julie, this one's going to be a shocker. All right. Point number one, got to start with reflecting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you and I both know that I'm both of us are big proponents of reflection. Um, what led us here? Okay. Um, I'm, I'm not going to say that COVID isn't a valid excuse, but how do we move beyond some of that? Right. Like how do we get beyond, how do we get over that hump of uh, the burnout or the experience when we, you know, the negative experience where we need motivation. And I think the critical piece is we get, first off, we got to sit down and we got to ask why, like, how did we get here? Mm -hmm. And then we can start to develop an action plan for ourselves and, and uh, I'm a huge proponent of motivating myself, right? Like I, I love motivating myself in a lot of ways. And for me, it's, it's regimenting my time. It's time commitments. It's making sure that uh, when I'm home, I'm present in those moments. When I'm, you know, out traveling, I know when to shut it down at night. Cause we all know, Julie, I, I love to be the last to bed and the first up in the morning, but that's, <laughs> that's not conducive to staying motivated and it's not conducive to me uh, not facing burnout. Does that make sense? Let me pause there. Yeah, 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 it does. It does. But sort of back to that question of the why. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think we got to start the very beginning and the very beginning here is what does burnout mean to you? Yeah. Now I'm posing that question to the listeners. Mm -hmm. Think about it. Well, as you're, as you're listening to us speak today, what does burnout mean to you? And in your organization, what does it look like when someone mm. is burned out? Because I think if we look at the different industries, Chaz, burnout in the construction industry may be different from burnout than you know a payroll professional or something sure. like that. Sure. Um, you know, equally important roles, just very, very different roles. Mm -hmm. Um, and one, uh, while they can both be physically demanding, um, you know, uh, it, it, I think that, um, we have to look at the nuances of the different jobs. So sure. step one, I think is the, is the, what is burnout, right? Mm -hmm. What does burnout? And we talk so much about individual employees and how we have to provide individual employees a unique experience and look mm -hmm. at, look at people for who they are beyond the worker. Mm -hmm. And this is where those one-on-one -on -one conversations with managers become absolutely critical because yeah. what burnout looks like to you, Chaz, might be different than what burnout looks like to me. You yeah. see what I'm saying? No, that's, that's really and, good. Go yeah. ahead. And, and my needs in terms of overcoming that mm -hmm. uh, may be different as well. So. Some, of the, some of the things that I think about when it comes to the reflection and what got us here is pace. Right. We we get caught up so often in the tasks and things that we're doing at a rapid pace, especially for our HR and payroll people listening. They are Mach 10. Like I have yet to find someone who has the ability to slow down. Like think about your experience. You've shared your experience multiple times. Right. Like yeah. it, it, It's it's hard. 
right? Like it's really, really hard. And, and I know that there's a lot that goes into, um, you know, a lot of external factors that go into that, but just in general, as a society, I think about my life, even my personal life, it's like, it's always on to the next thing. It's always on to the next thing. It's always on to the next thing. And I never take a step back. I shouldn't say I never, but very seldom do we take a step back and we say, man, like I am going mocked in with my hair on fire and I keep just pouring gas on it. And I just keep going and going and going. And I, I like, Whoa, at what point did I forget to say no? (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) I hear you. And you know, maybe this is getting a little too personal, but I will because (laughs) that's what we do here. I, I do not know how to relax anymore. Chaz. Really? Yeah, really. Um, I, because I, you know, I think life has become so busy, um, life, there's always something else to do, right? It's not that I don't want to relax. I do, but whenever I attempt to, or Mm -hmm. whenever I attempt to, you know, uh, take, uh, say I'm going to unplug or whatever, I'm just somewhere the mental block, but this is where we are as a society, Chess. Yeah. I, this I is where agree. we are as a society. And this has led, you know, the, what led us here, uh-huh. what led us here is our, is, is our culture, sure. um, you know, as an, as a, as a society. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. I and you know, I, I think it's even, it's become even more important. And this is actually a great segue into our next topic, um, which is this self-care and yeah. what does self-care mean to you? Because just like the, uh, the, you know, the nuances of, um, burnout mm-hmm. self-care for you may be different than what self-care is for me. Mm-hmm. No, I, I I think that's really really good. It's it's those things. I was just having this conversation with a colleague. How do you shut it off, right? And and to me, like I I I don't. And and to be honest, I I don't want to shut it off in some ways. Like yes, I, yeah. I can be present in the moment and and enjoy those things, right? But I think as as storytellers as we are, and I think in the in the way that we do our job and and probably the same for HR and, and payroll practitioners, you're always trying to become more efficient, right? Like you're always trying to become more efficient and more productive. But as you're more efficient and more productive, you then fill the gap with another task, right? Like that's, yeah. that's the key. So, so the pace going back to the pace and thinking about self-care, self-care for me is, is taking time to just set aside and maybe it's journaling, right? Like maybe it's just writing and I could be writing about something about work or how I want to make something easier or how am I going to help the next company or whatever it how is. How to improve your golf game. I, well, Lord knows I need a lot of that. <laughs> Golly. Yeah, right. But, but, but self-care going back to the point, self-care for me is, is maybe it's not the, the speed that I'm doing it at, um, but taking the time to just pause, even though I may still be thinking about something, but taking the time to pause and process for myself. Now we all know I love personal self care too. Like golf is personal self care for me in a lot of ways, but um, it's it's different for everybody. But my point is that those motivating factors for um, us as leaders, we have to we have to remember what those are, and those may have changed. And yeah. if we're not taking the time to recognize those, it's going to be really, really hard for us to be successful, right? You can't do it long term. Yeah. But something that I think is also interesting to think about, sometimes self-care for me is working. 
How about that? <laughs> Sometimes self-care is working. Yeah. No, and but here's why. Because if I get bogged down or if I get behind mm-hmm. and if I just walk away from what I'm doing because I'm stressed or whatever, sure. I, I feel like I'm going to be even more stressed if I don't actually do that, do the work. So do you do you think that's self-care though? Like do you well, think that's yeah, but is it okay? Yeah, or is, but is it curbing is it a not, problem? Is it not self-care? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, it, it, that's really, I mean, now, yeah. now we're getting philosophical, but yeah. like, like it, that's a great question for audience. We would love to know your yeah. thoughts. <laughs> so, 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 so society speaking, it's like, Oh, self-care, you got to get a massage or you got to do this, or you got to do that. You yeah. got to take a vacation. But, but Julie, like self-care for me is writing about topics or, uh, reading through LinkedIn. Yeah, I, I did a post the other day and I asked, I said, Hey, look, like, you, you know, share some topics. Like, what do you want to hear from us? Because I want to hear about other people and hearing other people's ideas and thoughts and, and, and processing them to me is somewhat of a self care. So that's, oh, yeah, man, you, it, blew my you know mind. what? Here's yeah. the other thing I'll throw out there. Yeah. Self care is also asking for the tools that you need to get your job done. Ooh. Like, like great software, for example, oh, you know, okay. or, or okay. you know, like if, if you're falling behind, if, if you're doing yeah. performance reviews, for example, and you're doing them manually, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> that's hard to manage. That's stressful. That's yeah. going to keep you up at night. So it's yeah. like, why wouldn't you self-care might be asking for help. So let's take a step further. So self-care, self-care in the workplace and self-care outside of the workplace. You know, that's another episode. That's another yes, episode. I think it, yeah. I think I think we might have yeah. just gotten a presentation yeah, because, out of this. Yeah, 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 <laughs> because because self-care in the workplace is very different than self-care externally, right? And yeah. and, and like we were just talking, I I enjoy working and in a lot of ways I enjoy working in a way that helps me gain a peace of mind, right? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know what I no. mean? And and it so it's that balance of the, you know, for me, it's the pace, right? Slowing the pace down, finding self-care, but really setting that boundary. And I love the point that you just made is asking for help, right? Yeah. Like like asking for help is so hard to do for so many people. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? So Yeah, so, because we're we've been conditioned to believe that asking for help shows weakness. weakness. Yeah. yeah. So, so let me ask you this, Jules, let's, let's take it a step further. How would you, how, how do you feel comfortable asking for help for, So for those people who are listening that are like, man, it's really hard for me to ask for help. How would you overcome that? Yeah. First is recognizing that you're worth it, that you yeah. matter yeah, uh, and that your needs yeah. matter. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I think it's hard to broadly say this is how you ask for help yeah. because, because each person is different yeah. and you have to also consider the source, right? The source sure. that they're going to. So sure. is it, are you going to the CEO? What kind of company culture do you have? Yeah. That kind of thing. Right. Yeah. But if, if anything, you know, Chaz, what we want folks to do listening here is mm-hmm. to just start thinking about these things a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you've been putting off asking for help for, with something. Now, it doesn't necessarily even need to be a task. Again, it can be asking for help with uh, some kind of tool that you need to yeah. get your job done. Sure. Um, you know, think about instead of uh, instead of just sitting back and saying, oh, I'll get to that tomorrow, do it today. 
Yeah. Do, do it today or at least put an action plan in place um, to do it today. And, you know, asking for help, too, if we're going to the work thing, grab somebody who can be a champion uh, for you as well, who can yeah. help you ask for help. There's strength in numbers. Yeah. I, for, so for me, I, th- I think about it. There's a fine line, too. I think when people ask for help or, um, you know, even demand, it's one of those words we talked about in the past where demand often gets a bad you know, a bad reputation too. Um, I, I think about it. If someone's paying you X amount of dollars a year to do a job and you know a better way of doing it, that should be your motivation, right? Like obviously don't be rude about it. Don't, don't, don't be harsh, but I'm 100% on board for someone being firm, right? Yeah. And And saying, wait, hold on, you're paying me to do this job and I'm telling you there's a better way to do it. And you're refusing to listen or whatever reason, right? Like there are good excuses out there, you know, from a company perspective, but if you can go back and say, wait, time out, hold on. I'm telling you, this will be better. And that, that ensues a bigger problem if they say no, right? So they hired you to do a job and do it well. So be firm in it. I, I was talking again last week to some folks and it's really interesting that the company often forgets like, hey, I am uh, I'm not going to give you a, a quote unquote raise. Uh, but then that individual leaves because of they're burned out and then they spend all this money on recruiting and training and then they end up hiring someone at the rate at a mm-hmm. higher rate than they let the person go for. Right. Right. And and I had this moment of like, man, that person who left would have been called entitled yet the company set the precedent, right? Yeah. So like don't call it entitlement. If you as an organization set the precedent. And I say that with the intent of, Hey, look, if you're out there and you have to ask for help to get the tools or the resources, you can be firm in that, but also expect no to be the answer. Right. Yeah. And then, what do you think that's going to do? They're absolutely going to leave Julie, right? Like, I mean, or, it's, or, you know. the, or they're going to, or uh, productivity is going to go down. Sure. And, and, you know, I mean, yeah. any kind of negative consequence you can think of is going to happen, but right. So listen, we can talk, I think we could talk about this topic for a very long time, <laughs> but let's just, yeah. I just want to summarize for everybody just really quickly, you know? So we talked about, you know, motivation and, and that kind of, how do we get motivation? How do we bring <laughs> it back? And I'm not so sure we've answered that question. I think that that's a, that's a question that you need to answer for yourself. Mm-hmm. How do you bring back, what can you do? Mm-hmm. But what we're saying is do, do these, do these few things start here. Mm-hmm. What led you here? Why do you not feel motivated? At what point did things shift perhaps? Right. Why are you taking care of yourself in whatever way that means? And are you asking for what you need? And mm-hmm. which I think is another extension of taking care of yourself. So you know, I'm a big proponent, Chaz, of HR professionals uh, making sure that they're taking care of themselves uh, because that's something I wish I would have done better in, mm-hmm. in my career as a practitioner. So mm-hmm. I will I will preach that uh, for forever uh, as long as I have a stage two. So uh, yeah. pa- pa- Pastor Devlin over here. That's I me. love that's it. Me. I love it. Yeah. No, that, that that's really, really good, Jules. You know, overall, when it comes to the outcome, you know, we control our success in a lot of ways. And I love that you think about how did you get here? I also would say question, you know, when were you motivated, right? 
right? And what were the situations surrounding that? And let's try and get back to that. Yeah, I love that. Uh, Think about a time that you were motivated and try to replicate whatever situation that that was. Right, right. So, okay, Jules, I think with that, uh, hey, for all of you, um, Jules, what did you find your purpose in today? Uh, I found my purpose in today <laughs> that uh, we're all unique when it comes That's to right. motivation and and what motivates us um, yeah. and and what what self-care means. Yeah. I, I, I was going to use the self-care thing. We now yeah. need to think about for me finding my purpose and what self-care means in the workplace, but also out outside of the workplace. And it's crazy that none of this is ever scripted. So like, yeah. we gotta, you and I are going to have a great conversation about this later oh, yeah, <laughs> so when we, we're together we, next week. We, so. we will. We may need a part two for this one. Yeah. As well. yeah that's so. right. So, um, okay. Y'all with that, be sure to like, and subscribe, uh, on all your major platforms, uh, use the hashtag people purpose pod on social media sites, like LinkedIn and Twitter. Don't hesitate to DM Julie and I, uh, on LinkedIn, if you want to, and, and share your thoughts as well. Uh, and last, make sure to check out the latest research at the workforceinstitute.org. Jules, I Did you think just say for was... folks to slide into our DMs, Jess? I did not say slide. I said <laughs> you can kidding. message us. I was just kidding. You said yeah. DM us. I'm joking. Yeah. That's all right. Hey, yes, I gotta keep, just... I gotta stay hip with the I, with the I, people. I, so. I, I know. I know. <laughs> hey y'all. Thanks for listening. Cheers. <laughs>